We Were Here is Third City's oral history project that strives to remember some of Stockton's largely forgotten history through the people that call it home. In the months to come, we hope to speak to as many Stocktonians as possible. So if you have a story to share or know someone with a story that needs to be heard, we hope you'll reach out to us. Find us on Facebook or email hello at thirdcitycoalition.com. Dylan Delvo grew up in Stockton in a Filipino household, but admits that it wasn't until college that he learned the enormous role that Stockton had played in the history of the Filipino people. Recently, I sat down with him and we talked about how learning that history helped him understand the context of his own life. There's a population of us in Stockton, actually a pretty large population in my generation that had these really, really old dads. We call them manongs. That's a term for uh, respect for an elder, right? Um, So I got them together and I asked them, you know, like, um, you know, uh, do you know why your dad had you at the age of 60, 63, 65, whatever it may be? And all of them said, no. So my father was one of those men. He had me really late in life, right? He came to America, came to Stockton in 1928. So he didn't have me until he was like 63. <laughs> and like I said before, the ratio of Filipino men to women was 20 to 1. The political environment of the time was, and I don't want to go into all this history because that's a whole other class, but basically Chinese and, and, and Japanese immigration had already come to America they're already rejected. There's already federal law that's, that bars more immigration, Chinese and Japanese. Um, and so the Philippines is at this time a colony <laughs> or a, a territory of the United States. Uh, and so they could come in as naturals. Um, and so as uh, California Ag is starting, here's this place where we can just get labor. And by then, what they had learned was, we don't want families to come. We just want the labor, right? And so literally, the ratio of Filipino men was 20 to 1. So there are very few families that come from that era. That's why it's kind of been, most of this history has been lost, because there are very, yeah, these, no one's passing down the story to a certain degree. I can't say no one. There are definitely people, but it's not en masse like um, other communities. It was illegal for them to marry white women at the time uh, in in the state of California. Um, And eventually, they would go through the same thing that Chinese and Japanese did. Immigration was, was closed off. Matter of fact, there was federal law enacted that would pay for your ticket Um, back to the Philippines, right? And so the crazy thing about that story is that there, of the hundreds of thousands of Filipinos that are in California, um, there's only like 2,000 of them that actually go back, right? Um, Of course, they would never be able to come back, but the huge majority decides to stay. And that's a crazy story because in the end, they actually believe in the idea of America, even though they're facing huge... Racism. Philippines were working in the fields in the 1930s. And then the Great Depression hits, 
right? And they have jobs in the fields because no one wants to work in the fields, right? Well, when the Great Depression hits, everyone's losing their jobs, and they're looking at these Filipinos who are still working in the fields because California egg is starting to blow up, and then all of a sudden, they're taking our jobs. So there's race riots up and down all of California, um, you know, stories of terrorism and uh, buildings being blown up, Filipino buildings here in Stockton. Uh, the Philippine Federation Hall just near McKinley Park uh, that was blown up in 1930. I mean, these are terrorist acts <laughs> that's by, fueled by racism. Uh, and most people in Stockton don't know about these stories. And even through that, these folks make the decisions to stay here, <laughs> right? And so what's crazy is that it really isn't until the 1960, late 1960s, 1970s that they could become citizens right, civil rights, all that kind of stuff, go back to the Philippines, find a Filipino woman, and start a Filipino-American family. So what's crazy is they come to America in 1920s, they're 18, 19, 20 years old, whatever it may be, they have this dream of coming to America, starting a family. They hold on to that dream until they're in their 60s, and they don't give up. And we happen to be the result of that. And the narrative prior to us understanding that was, they must be horny old men. <laughs>